Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast. And the streak continues. She is unbeaten for 68 episodes now. I am William Clear. This is Pop Talk and Aliens. It is a podcast. I She never gets it wrong. She always gets it right. All that stuff. You know what it is. If you've listened to the show before, uh, you certainly are familiar with her and her penchant for truth. Speaking of truth, we're going to try and dig into the truth of uh, the Skinwalker Ranch in this episode, particularly surrounding the show, The Secrets of Skinwalker, which is uh, currently on History Channel, just finished its third season just about a month, two months ago now. And, you know, I got to tell you, first of all, that if you would like to follow the show, you can do so at Pop Talking Aliens on Instagram. And, uh, you know, we don't really need the sponsorship. The, the show is, is pretty, it's pretty cheap to do. It doesn't cost a lot of fucking money to do a podcast. So uh, what you can do if you want to help, though, if you want to show some support, is give us a rating on whatever podcast platform you're, you're listening to this on. Or uh, if it's YouTube, you know, hit subscribe, smash the like button, all that fucking shit. That does actually really help. Just keep letting you know this podcast grow. Every time someone writes a review or something like that, it 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 bumps it up a bit. So, you know, thank you in advance. Thank you if you have already done that. Thank you for listening, first time listener, uh, first time caller, whatever you are. Uh, thank you, really, honestly, I appreciate you you listening to me talk, and I will try to make it worth your while. So, let let me let me briefly talk about uh, this, how, how I got into this Skinwalker show, because obviously I talk about aliens a lot on the show. I, I haven't done a lot this year, We've mainly just focused on, on pop talk and having uh, fun episodes with uh, Charlie Crabtree. And him and I actually talked about this show a little bit on the, on the last episode, but I'll, I'll cover all that ground again, because this show is exclusively me and you talking Skinwalker. But I, even though the show is about aliens, partly, and I talk about them all the time. I've never told the story of Skinwalker. I've never brought up Skinwalker to my recollection. I have never fucking cared about Skinwalker. Skinwalker Ranch, located in Utah, where uh, paranormal things take place. And UFOs and, 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 and cattle mutilations, which have never interested me. And the Skinwalker itself. That's what always... That was the... That was the, the door that I just never wanted to open. I just didn't care. Like the skinwalker itself is like this, you know, this wolfman, like, I don't know, to me, mythological creature that, that, you know, lived on this ranch with big red eyes and it would haunt people and scare people. And I'd be listening to a coast to coast episode in the early 2000s or whatever. And they'd start talking about skinwalker and my fucking eyes would glaze over. I just didn't care. I mean, I personally just equated it with, like, you know, Skinwalker legends to me were, like, the same as, as like, I remember when I was a kid, there was this Bigfoot book in the library, and, and I would always look at it. I never checked it out, but I would always look at it, and it was, like, this is, like, the 80s. I was, like, 10, and, and the book was written in, like, the 70s, and it was all yellowed, and it was, it was, it was, it, it, you really, it's being kind to call it a book. It was more like a fucking pamphlet about Bigfoot with these yellowed pages and that's that stupid picture that we always see that's like a hundred years old or Nessie, you know, the Loch Ness monster 
It's like one picture of this thing. It's not interested in mythical creatures, the chubacabra. Uh, so Skinwalker, I, I put his ass in the in the same uh, pile of, of all those other things, yellowed pages and pamphlets and nonsense. And it wasn't until uh, George Knapp wrote a book called Hunt for the Skinwalker in I think the mid in the mid two thousands, I think around two thousand five, that I I, I kind of you know glanced into that a little bit. And I, again, I, I just felt like there's there's just a bunch of fucking anecdotal stories here. There's not a lot going on. I should have known better that, you know, George Knapp, if he says he's on to something, he is on to something. But nevertheless, at that point, there, there, just, there was not a lot of information. And uh, so I, 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 I stayed away. And it wasn't until very recently that I was, I was, I had it on Netflix. And, and you know, if, you, if you're watching Netflix on a TV, it's got like all the big icons and stuff and, and like, like little previews of shows. And obviously Netflix at this point knows that I like alien shit. So it's showing me this preview of a, of a show, a preview that I didn't ask for, but nevertheless, here it is, of a show called The Secrets of Skinwalker from the History Channel. And it's like 2019. So I'm like, this preview's pretty captivating, and I've really never given Skinwalker a fair shake, so let's have at it. And I start watching, and I was hooked it was like fucking heroin i mean i couldn't get enough of this show i binged it so fast and then i was like this can't be it there's got to be more like this isn't the end so i i'm looking around netflix there's no more seasons so i I look it up online it's like sure enough there's another season it's on hulu so i gotta go over to the fucking hulu and uh there it is season two binge it eat it digest it, metabolize it, everything. It's, it's in my fucking blood. I can't get enough. I still can't get enough. Something that I'm looking up. <laughs> is there... This is probably what my Google search was at that point, too, because I was so fucking just overcome with madness about this show. I, I, I think I Googled something like, for the love of God, please tell me that there is a season three of The Secrets of Skinwalker on history. Sure enough, there it is. But it had just ended. So it's only on Amazon Prime for money. Not like Prime, you know, not if you're a member of Prime, you get it for free. No, 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 You got to pay for the whole season. It was like 20 bones, which I didn't want to spend, but I sure as shit was not going to let like 10 episodes of this show go unwatched, especially because it had just ended. It was like a month old. So I ate it up. I swallowed it down. I loved it, and I said, I've got to do a show about this show. And uh, it, was, uh, it was shortly thereafter that uh, our, our friend, Mr. Crabtree, started telling me that he was watching it, and then he was overcome by madness. He couldn't stop talking about it. Um, as, as that show has this effect. Look, there's a lot of reality shows about UFOs, particularly on History Channel. It's basically like Hitler, the pyramids, and UFOs, and Pawn Stars which is, is is fake as fuck. The reason I bring up Pawn Stars being fake as fuck is, well, I mean, it's not, it's not fake. It's, it's really staged. And some of the uh, items and things that people bring in are like pre, it's like pre-worked out and everything like that. It's, there's, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes. Go, the, well, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of, of Pawn Stars. And so I was 
you know, have my concerns about any reality show. Especially because also, uh, one of the very first episodes of this podcast I ever did, years ago, 2015 or 16, with our friend Greg Hawkins, he was on a reality show. He was on Bar Rescue on Spike TV. And we did an episode, which is available at poptalkingaliens.com, by the way, if you want to hear, if you want to go back all the way into the archives of the show since the beginning of time, they're all at that. Uh, you won't find them all on the podcast provider. It only goes back like 10 episodes or something. Whatever. Point is, Greg illuminated a lot about how reality shows are, are done. And, you know, again, it is real. But he talked a lot about the editing and sort of like how things were set up and staged and real life things kind of like moved around and put this here, put that there, take this reaction shot from something else that happened, but stick it in this situation so it looks like this person's losing their mind when really they weren't, that kind of thing. There is a lot of that in the Skinwalker show. Like there's very obvious reaction shots of people that clearly it's like they were this wasn't taken from that there's literally even a couple of times where I noticed that like there'd be a guy talking you know and I'll get into all the the players and everything I'm not going to do a blow by blow about the show that you should watch it if you haven't already if you haven't watched it go watch it come back if you have watched it then you already know what I'm talking about spoilers will abound but I'm not going to get into they did this they did that they did this you just watch it I'm going to I had questions that arose from watching this show that I want to address and I'm going to do so. But just getting back to the show's production for a second, there were, there's a couple of times, didn't happen a lot, but a couple of times where I would, I would notice that like someone would say something and then dramatic and then they would cut to somebody else reacting to it. And they're always outside or they're outside a lot because they're on a ranch in Utah. And like the weather would be a little bit different behind the person reacting is like that's clearly shot on a at a different time like they were doing something this was part of something else that they were reacting to and they're throwing it in real quick and they and they, they make it close up so they try to obscure that kind of thing but it happens there's also completely unnecessary dramatic music you don't need dramatic music because the drama of what's happening is enough so i always have my reservations about these reality shows but Having said all that stuff, sort of my critiques of, of, of the show and it's the way it's produced, there is absolute legitimacy to so much of what happens on this show. And there are things that you see that are not faked. Okay, they're not going to paint in UFOs or like CG an orb or some, you know, light in the sky and say we don't know what that is, but... You know, it was put there by a special effect. No, no, no. Uh, Thomas Winterton is like the ranch superintendent. And like I said, I'll get into all the players later, but but he, he's one of the main guys. He has said numerous times, you know, the special effects, quote unquote, on that show are provided by the ranch. There's nothing added. And if every if ever there is something that's enhanced for, for viewing or whatever, they always tell you that. There will be, the guys will be in what they call the command center, looking at video and stuff and they'll say, all right, we're going to like enhance this, Im this image. We're going to zoom in on this and they're going to do that. So, you know, and you're seeing them manipulate the uh, images so that they can get a clearer view of it, which is what you obviously would and should do scientifically so that you can see the stuff. So there's, there's no fake stuff. 
Some of it is rearranged and staged and re. When I say staged, I mean like, you know, a, a segment starts with someone saying like, "All right, so what are we gonna do here?" Like, clearly that's not really how the conversation started. They're like, you know, guys, let's uh, set this up. You know, we're gonna do the rocket experiment. So can you just start off with an explanation real quick? That kind of thing. That's what I mean by staged. I don't mean just utterly fake staged stuff. So without uh, any more critique, let's let's get down to to business. All right. So getting into the the history a little bit. Now this is covered on the show, but it's it's kind of covered to suit the narrative of the show rather than uh, it doesn't. There, it leaves some questions that are unanswered and I'd like to get the answers to those. So I, I did, and I'm going to tell you about them. So let's just talk briefly about the history of the, the ranch. Some of which you have heard, some of possibly you haven't because it wasn't mentioned in the show. The Skinwalker Ranch stories go back as far as like 1860. And that's when there was a, uh, and they talk about this in the show. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever there was, a, there was this treaty apparently between the Navajo tribe and the Ute tribe. And I guess it expired in 1860, and the Navajo were not uh, thrilled with the Utes' uh, adherence, I guess, to the treaty. Not a lot of detail about this, obviously, but uh, you know, they, 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 they weren't happy with the Utes, so they cursed them. And they unleashed, they dispatched uh, their, their, their horde of skinwalkers, the half-wolf, half-wolf, I don't know, half-wolfman, as they would call it in England, the Wolfman, they unleashed these skinwalkers. I don't know if they unleashed them, but what they cursed them, and uh, the curse uh, somehow conjured up the, the skinwalkers. They cursed this fucking poor Ute tribe, and you know, and to this day, the the curse remains, and it's at Skinwalker Ranch. So that's how the whole thing gets started. And there's a lot in the show, and um, in in George Knapp's work, there's a lot of stories from Native Americans that have been handed down across the generations over 150 years of you know skinwalker ranch lore but that's what it is it's just it's lore and I, I that's the stuff that never interested me so i'm not i'm not going to get a lot into that because i'm not you don't you know there, there's too much evidence in the 30 or so episodes of the show of what's actually going on that we don't need to talk about what someone says they saw in 1860 but that is where the story begins. It does go back a long time. There are some people that will tell you that nothing ever happened at Skinwalker or was reported at Skinwalker until the 90s. That's partially true only in that things weren't really reported until the 90s. But things were certainly seen and, you know, literally tribal knowledge was handed down of events, of strange sightings, orbs. Uh, the Wolfman, uh, the Skinwalker himself, uh, UFOs, lights on the on the on the mesa, all all manner of strangeness, of high strangeness, as, as the new owner Brandon Fugel likes to say, and I think that was that term is coined by the great Linda Moulton Howe, who shows up uh, in this show when there is a, a an incident with a cow. As, a, as I like to call her, lovingly, Linda Moulton Cow. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's the deal. In 19, 
34. Kenneth and Eden Myers move into the ranch. 1934. 50 years on this ranch, and this is important, they didn't report anything. They never said shit about fuck. Anything on that ranch happening. No wolfman, orbs, UFOs, lights, strange noises from the ground, nothing. In 1994, the, the Sherman family, I believe, I believe Terry and Glenn are the names, they bought the ranch, and they only owned it for 18 months. And the reason is because they got scared out of their, their minds. The, the, the ranch apparently liked the, uh, the Myers family, or the Myers family just never said anything about all the crazy stuff, and they just endured it for 50 years. You know, or nothing happened, and then the ranch didn't like the, the Myers family. There are legends and stories and accounts of certain people don't get along with the ranch. Like, the ranch has a personality. Um, there's a lot about that in this show. The, the, the ranch sort of have, has a mind of its own. There's even something called the hitchhiker effect that people have reported. That you, if you, you go to the ranch and you experience something and you leave and it's like it, it fucking, it's like bed bugs. Like it comes with you and you, you take it off the ranch with you and it follows you around in your life, which is creepy as fuck. And I can, I, I can almost understand that happening, even if it's just a psychological thing. Because for me, like after watching the show and like just like nonstop over the course of a, whatever it was, a week or so, like I... Just out of like always like looking out of the corner of my eyes and stuff like I had like this weird paranoia effect for like a few days. It was like, you know, the ranch didn't do anything to me through the TV, but uh, definitely there was a psychological effect from from watching all this stuff. And uh, the the current owner, and we're gonna get into the previous owner after the Shermans, which was Robert Bigelow, the eccentric uh, billionaire. But uh, the, he sold it to this guy, Brandon Fugel who currently owns it and is putting on this show for us on History Channel. Brandon Fugel has said that there are people that work for the show, that, that have worked for the show, that have left because they, the, the ranch creeps them out, does weird things to them. And uh, there are other people who, you know, they, they go to the ranch and it's fine. It's almost like there, there, there may possibly be like a Dagobah cave aspect to this ranch it's like you know what's in there only what you take with you you go in there you, you put your fucking lightsaber you know you on your belt and you get ready for combat and the ranch is gonna fuck with you but if you go in there mellow you know just kind of let the ranch be the ranch you're gonna be all right seems to be the case seems to be the case so 1994 the shermans they they own the place 18 months 1996 comes along they sell the thing to Robert Bigelow, the eccentric billionaire, because he is obsessed with UFOs and the paranormal and, and all this stuff. And he starts doing experiments all over the place, digging, which is like a thing that you don't want to do on that ranch because it disturbs it. Because, spoiler alert for the ending, what is going on in that ranch seems to be from the conclusions of three seasons of experiments on this fucking thing on the history channel that there is some sort of object underneath this big mesa on the ranch right 
So there, like, there is it a fucking spaceship? Is it uh, some sort of digging tools left over from some old project that, that nobody knows about? It, it, we don't know because every time they try and dig, all kinds of crazy shit happens. So, but Bigelow, he did, he did digging, he did all kinds of camera experiments, all this stuff. Brought in government people. It became part of of the OSAP government program. OSAP later becoming ATIP, the Advanced Aerial Threat Identification Program, which we've talked about on the show. So I don't want to get into too many of those acronyms, but the point, the simple point is Bigelow wanted to explore this thing. He wanted to talk to it, if you will. He wanted to try and figure out what the fuck was going on there. So he did all these experiments. He involved the military. He essentially, and this is what my big question was watching the show. Why did he sell it? Like what, what did he find out what the secret was and then just said, fuck it. I don't, I don't, I don't need it anymore. So I'm just going to sell it, but I'm not going to tell anyone because a lot of what he found out is still top secret because the, the, the military was involved. So there, there are things that, that Robert Bigelow knows about that ranch that Brandon Fugel, the new owner, does not. So now they're doing all these experiments. And I would also say, though, that the reverse is true because uh, Bigelow sold the ranch in 2016. In 2019 and in 2022, there is more technology than there was back when Bigelow was doing it. Not that it's so, you know, that the time frame is so long that like they didn't have, oh, they were, you know, using fucking Polaroid cameras and now we have 4K and stuff. I I just mean that like technology is constantly developing and there's better and better stuff and they keep, even through the course of three seasons of the show, you know, they're, they're like coming up with cooler ways to do things. So Brandon Fugel, I don't know if this guy is like a fucking modern day P.T. Barnum and he's just putting on a show for us, literally and figuratively, of some sort of paranormal Disneyland, as it's been called. Or, you know, the whole, th- whole thing. I, mean, I don't think the whole thing is fake. I, I just there's, there's too much shit going on to fake it. But, you know, is he just like elaborate exaggerations of, of the craziness that goes on this ranch? I would like to assume the best intentions. So I'm going to take Brandon Fugel at his word, which is what he has essentially said across the course of many interviews, is that, you know, look, we don't know what's here still. We don't know what's going on. So why not just pull back the curtain and let people see and they can watch us experiment on it and they can watch what happens. He has also stated that there are things that have gone on on the ranch. This is very mercurial and and. You know, I, I wish that he would be a little more specific, obviously, but he has said that there are things that didn't make the show because they were a little too weird or, you know, they personally affected people in a way that they wanted to protect the people that they affected. So they didn't they didn't show it. And then again, like I said, you know, earlier people from the crew bailing out on the fucking production. One thing just to get back to the critique of the show, just things I had issues with is that there is constantly electronic equipment failing right when they need it on this show. Drones that don't work, uh, you know, certain things work, certain things don't. Robert Bigelow himself said that that happened to them all the time. That Like one pair of infrared goggles would work, another wouldn't. 
So I wonder, during the course of the show, did cameras go out? Did microphones stop? I mean, th- those are all battery-powered. Those are all electronic. I mean, they must have had production issues if all these other things that they're using, all these, you know, meters and fucking drones and stuff, if, if they're not working, uh, ground-detecting radar machines where their, their battery was fully charged when they got there and then they, they take it out to examine the ranch and it's the battery's dead. I got to imagine, like, cameras were dying all the time. But they never say that. They never show you that. And my, uh, in my desire to believe that everything that's going on is on the up and up, I, I just assume that they want to keep you in the show, keep you with the main people that are participating in all the experiments and not stop every so often and say, oh, the, you know, this camera, there was a camera that stopped working right now, just so you know, you know it's affecting everything. So, but I have to assume that, that that did happen. Anyway, let's get back to Robert Bigelow because that was my, my big question. Why the fuck? Why the fuck did you sell this ranch? Did, did you just know everything already? Is it not a mystery? And you know that the, there's a spaceship under there or there's not a spaceship? Let's hear the man himself when he was talking to George Knapp in a recent interview about Skinwalker. George Knapp, by the way, again, like I said before, you know, he was on to this a long time ago. He's on to it now. He, he, he has now become, you know, he was with the, the Bigelow camp. He actually did a documentary. I should mention this. That he did a documentary with Jeremy Corbell where he went, George Knapp went to Skinwalker and like spent the night and stuff and nothing happened. He didn't, he, he even did like digging and stuff himself. He had people doing shit. Nothing happened. Digging disturbs the ranch most of the time, not necessarily immediately, but because there is clearly something underground at this place. If you've watched the show, you know. Digging is a, is a hot topic. You, you want to be careful. But anyway, George Knapp is now working with Travis Taylor, who is the scientist that was brought in to sort of be the main scientist on the show. And he was very skeptical when he got there. Uh, they, they said things to him like, you know... Uh, there's a line early on in the show where a dude says, like, you know, we do things and we see how the ranch responds. And he's like, the ranch responds? He talks like George W. Bush, too, by the way. Sounds exactly like him. The ranch responds? Yeah. And, and then he's like, well, we got we, we to gotta start digging. And uh, there's this security guy. I'm totally, I know, sidetracking. I'm about to do the Robert Bigelow thing, and now I'm talking about the security guard. But I will get to Robert Bigelow. There's a security guard named, uh, his codename is Dragon. His, his name is Bryant, but uh, his codename is Dragon. So they just call him Dragon. Dragon is like fucking totally anti-digging. It's like a recurring theme throughout the show. He doesn't like to dig. The reason he doesn't like digging is because the guy, Thomas Winterton, that I mentioned earlier, who said the ranch provides all the special effects, he's on the show. He's the ranch superintendent. And when he first got there, he was like, I don't believe in the fucking skinwalker and the wolfman and the, and the lights and the orbs and all that stuff. I, I, I'm going to start digging. And, and his head fell off. His head didn't really fall off. But he got a, this bizarre, like, head injury where, like, his skull was swelling. And he had to go to the emergency room, and they didn't really know what, what happened to him. But it was something that was sort of, like, akin to radiation poisoning. And there's a lot of fucking radiation shit that goes on at this ranch. People getting radiation sickness, radiation detectors that are showing ridiculously high levels... 
the main scientist again, Travis Taylor, he was fucking around with some like sewer vent thing. Immediately got radiation poisoning. Had to go to the hospital. He had like welts. Thing formed on his finger that was all nasty. And then there were other people that would look directly into this like sewer well thing and they'd be fine. So I, I don't know. But let's get back to Robert Bigelow and why he sold the ranch in his own words. And just for context, uh, what Robert Bigelow is talking about as he leads into talking about why he sold the place is the frustration of, and this is experienced many times on the show, the frustration of doing experiments, having something happen from the ranch, then doing the experiments again with a variation or something, and then nothing happens or something different happens. And you're trying to, again, you know, sort of communicate with the ranch because there seems to be some sort of possible consciousness there or, you know, at least a, a call and response system. For example, they launch rockets up into the air and a fucking UFO appears and you literally see a UFO on the show and, and then they do other things and then the UFOs don't show up. And so sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And Robert Bigelow, uh, in, in doing all of this, expressed becoming frustrated with the inconsistency of result that he was getting from his experiments. And so that's sort of... Uh, what he's talking about at the beginning of this clip. So, And he's also going to talk about the uh, effects that the ranch has on people, like I was just talking about with Thomas Winterton and everything. So here is his reasoning, in his own words, Robert Bigelow, why he sold Skinwalker Ranch. Rule it! Uh, again, we might, you know, we might have been just too impatient and maybe not creative enough in our thinking. Um, I also, <clears throat> I was, I got very disturbed toward the end about something that happened to some of the government people. And <clears throat> I realized, uh, holy crap. Hitchhikers. Um, well, yeah, that, you know, and so hitchhikers being that you take you take things home with you. Everybody took things home with them. You I did. took things to my house. Yeah. Things happened to my wife and and to me and different different things. So everybody took things home. We all you know we did, but we didn't know that. Gee, it was like going to be kind of permanent. You know, we didn't accept. We didn't know that. You know that it's going to stay with you for maybe the, for years and years or the rest of your life. Who knows. Um, but the ones that, that <clears throat> bothered me a lot were where anybody got hurt or really disturbed. And it does, not that it hap happened on the ranch. It was when they left the ranch, as you say, hitchhikers. And these were government people and affected them. Very and dramatic ways, though. <clears throat> very dramatic ways. Very dramatic ways. Um, you know, and there's a cousin to that that we're facing, but it, it's abated moment, it's abated at least for now, and this other survival topic, right? Very dramatic kind of things that we wanted to have reduced or stopped. So, but going back to the government people, that, <clears throat> that uh, um, the, the buyer came along at the right time. I uh, had decided I want, wanted to 
<clears throat> take this off down, your plate. Yeah, take it off yeah. my plate, tone it down, and if necessary, just lock it up and forget about it. And next thing I know, you know, the buyer comes along, and uh, you know, the rest is history. The rest is history. Channel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So there you go. Uh, uh, Robert Bigelow frustrated with uh, experiments that uh, weren't, uh, you know, that you just aren't able to finish or get a conclusive result from, and then the creepiness of the hitchhiker effect that I talked about earlier. So people from, you know, his, his government involvement, people were, were getting, it, my guess is as good as yours as to what was happening to these people, because he doesn't say, he just says that disturbing things and, you know, permanent things that last. So he sold the ranch, and now here we are, Brandon Fugel, a, uh, Utah businessman and, and, and his, his Mormon buddies. And uh, no, I don't mean anything bad about Mormons just because I said the word Mormons. That doesn't mean that I am disparaging them. It's fine. Just pointing out they were, he's a Mormon. And his friends were like Dragon, the security guard. So we got Brandon Fugel, the owner. We got Dragon, the security guard. We got uh, another security guard who has a code name too, but I don't think he really uses it much on the show. His name is Caleb. We got uh, uh, Thomas Winterton, who is the ranch uh, superintendent. And then we've got, uh, what's his name, uh, Travis Taylor, the scientist. And then we've got, who else? Who, who's who's uh, Eric Bard? Eric Bard is like the, the resident scientist hired by Brandon Fugel, who works at the ranch. Brilliant guy. So him and Travis Taylor are always working on scientific stuff. And then you got Dragon and Bryant, who are like organizing things. And then uh, you've got uh, the... The, these two other people that uh, are, are like caretakers, Candace and, and, and Tom, I believe her, her husband's name is. They, they live sort of like, like, you know, like in the corner of the ranch, and they don't see as much stuff. They deal mostly with the animals. And when I say they don't see as much stuff, it's like they don't see orbs floating around and stuff like that. They do see plenty of action with animals. Like there's this one occasion, very disturbing moment in the show where some creepy fucking animal, possibly the wolfman, Skinwalker attacks this poor alpaca, and and you see it on camera. Like they, they catch it on camera. They catch so much on in, on camera in this show. It it really is. It's so far removed from the ghost hunter shows and the fucking the, what the UFO hunters where they never found anything. It it's it's so far removed from that. There is there are actual things that happen like that this poor Thomas Winterton I shouldn't say poor he's a pretty fucking courageous guy because he keeps coming back even though his head almost fell off and and there's they're doing this one experiment at one point where they're shining lights on the mesa because there's crazy lights that come from nowhere on the mesa and the like the the lights are creating these weird shadows that aren't matching up and it's really creepy and then like he starts to get all sick his head and they 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 just get the fuck out of here we're taking you to the hospital and there's another time where like radiation spikes and there's like these radio waves and this very particular uh, frequency that are always popping up it's like that's like the ranch's voice it makes uh, old thomas uh, start to feel sick again and he's like i'm getting the fuck out of here and it happens to, uh, they bring in guys from like, you know, UAP experts, uh, Linda Moulton Howe, bring in all these different people. And every once in a while, like one of them will, will feel sick and they got to put them in, in, a, in, a, in a shed, like a silo. 
because it protects from radiation. And, and then they feel okay. You drink some water. They come out of it, and they're like, I, I got to get the fuck out of here. And, and, and hopefully, you know, nobody hitchhikes with them. I mean, poor Linda Moulton Howe right now might be dealing with the hitchhiker effects. I don't think so, though, because she's got such a good attitude. And she's so like she's so positive and, and knowledgeable. I, I think like, she could probably withstand going to Skinwalker Ranch. Certainly, Travis Taylor, like this guy, he's all bubbly and and you know great personality for television. But he's also a brilliant scientist, um, astrophysicist. He, like I told you, you know he got radiation burns and everything, and it was like crazy shit happened. There's another time where he's in his office on the ranch. He's got like a, a, a little trailer set up where like his mind goes blank and he's just like, he doesn't know what the fuck is happening. And, and he goes and I think goes into the silo to like uh, uh, chill out from whatever's going on. What is going on? What is going on? We still don't know. And, and hopefully a season four of this is coming. I don't know if we'll ever find out, but... One of the things that the show progresses to is narrowing activity down to this particular area in the ranch called the Triangle. And, you know, not to be confused with the Bermuda Triangle. Or perhaps to be confused with it. Maybe they're, they're, they're similar. Maybe they're related. I don't know. Point is, it's a triangle. And it's not just that there's weird things that happen in the Triangle on the ground. They also happen in the sky. For example, they shoot rockets up there with GPS things, and then the GPS machines, you know, they fall back, they parachute back on the rockets, and 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 they and they go blank. They or they show no data for certain amounts of time, or they don't work anymore. So they take a helicopter up there, and the helicopter. I said I wasn't going to do blow by blow of the show, and here I'm, I am just talking about all these different parts of the show. That's important. The helicopter goes up there, and and the helicopter is detecting an object that's like 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 within a matter of feet below it it's like following it around in this triangle so they go back down and and the conclusion sort of after 3 seasons is that there is some object buried deep under the rock and whatever that is there they they there's certain types of metal that they're able to extract because they're constantly drilling and digging into this thing and, and, and you know, making Thomas sick from all this activity. And, and they're, they're pulling out weird bits of metal and, and you know, things that you shouldn't be finding in, in that area. And hearing rumblings. And that actually, the, the hearing rumblings is one thing that I, I will mention, like anecdotal stories of over the years, is that is that, that is something that like people of of Indian tribes and everything that have lived in that area for a long time have reported hearing like random, strange, like metallic noises coming from the ground every so often from there. So there's something there. Maybe it's a fucking nuclear missile. There was nuclear testing that was done close enough to the ranch to where like the winds of like radiation blew it Across it was the testing, obviously the old nuclear testing in Nevada, but it's very close to Utah. The winds, you know, brought radiation over there. So the the whole pl- the place is toxic as fuck. As a matter of fact, there's reportedly been some 
project that the, the, the Utah government, state government has been trying to get like oil drilling going on near there because apparently there's, there's also oil in the ground uh, along with spaceships and radiation. And uh, God, wow, that, it, it hasn't passed, not on the ranch, ranch private property, but you know, oil drilling around the ranch, it hasn't passed. And God help us if it does. Because who knows what's going to happen if you start drilling for oil in that thing. First of all, the shit's probably not going to work. And they're all, their heads are all going to fall off. They're going to get radiation sickness. And uh, th- that'll be the end of that anyway. So I-, I doubt you'll ever see an oil drill successfully drill for oil anywhere near that fucking ranch. But that is, that's actually on the, it's on the books. It's on the cards. It's in the cards. They've been trying to, to get that done for a long time. I, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but God, I can't imagine the consequences if it does. There's also a theory that they mentioned on the show and that and other people have had that the ranch itself is like this uh, space-time continuum vortex where things are coming in and out of like other dimensions because there's not one type of thing that happens it's not like it's just shoot a rocket up into the sky and a UFO appears. It's it, it's like strange lights that that pop up, little like orby things that float around, um, cows dying for no reason other than a UFO appeared. There are uh, you know people getting sick from radiation. There there's a situation once where the literally the ground is like generating power to power up these like batteries that they're, that they're using to do an experiment. All fucking kinds of crazy stuff happening. And the UFOs that they see and that and you see on camera are, are not always the same. It's not just like there's one group of alien UFOs that are hanging up, hanging out there and, and they pop up sometimes and, they, and they, they're responsible for all of this and, and there you go. They're, they're different. They maneuver differently. They're different shapes. Is it, is it a vortex? Is, is there a fucking spaceship buried under the ground? I think the, the skeptic in me tells me that what's under the ground is not actually like any sort of machinery. It's just like a, you know, maybe they buried nuclear shit or, you know, some just some sort of radioactive material that was that was buried down there. What I hope is that it's a spaceship, obviously, that there's a spaceship buried underground at Skinwalker Ranch that is somehow affected by how you, what you do to the land on the ranch and, and is somehow like either itself is sentient or it is controlled by sentient beings that uh, do all this other stuff. And, 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 you know, it's just a matter of like, you know, we can't speak exactly the same language and maybe the ranch doesn't want you to be there. So it's like, yeah, we'll answer your question in our own way to try and scare you so you go the fuck away because like this is our area like we're trying to do stuff here we found a nice vortex right we've been looking for a vortex got one parallel interdimensional travel this is like a it's like a hub it's like a you know a station for intergalactic travel and we really don't want you to be here so we'll communicate with you but you know there's there's one part where they bring in this rabbi to do this this chant that is, you know, brings out spirits and like it fucking works. It, it makes the temperature change at uh, one of the homesteads, you know, the, the, the homes on, on the ranch. It's different. There's homestead one, homestead two. 
And so they, they duplicate that uh, prayer chant thing because they recorded it. They do it again the next night and it happens again. And I want to play you a clip from Travis Taylor, the scientist, but it has to be understood. And again, I'm assuming you've watched the show, but it has to be understood that he was not, he did not come into this project all like gung-ho about UFOs. He was just looking at it as a scientist. He didn't really buy into any of this. And throughout the course of the show, he keeps being met with this, this craziness. And so this clip is from an interview that also with George Knapp. I, I try to go to George Knapp for interviews with people like this because he's, in my opinion, the best UFO journalist uh, that ever lived. So this is Travis Taylor talking to George Knapp about the rabbi experiment and something that happened to him, which I am like 99.5% certain he does not mention this on the show. Because I feel like, A, I would have remembered it, and B, I went back to the rabbi episode and like watched through it to see if he mentions this, because I was like, I would remember this. I, I, I'm pretty sure this is uh, bonus information for you. That's at least the intention here. So here is Travis Taylor talking about something that happened to him as a result of the, uh, the experiment with having the rabbi do the prayer that's... Basically, the prayer was supposed to open a doorway to the heavens. That's that's the thing. And um, it definitely opens something. But here's Travis Taylor talking about uh, some of the after effects of that particular experiment. Well, when the rabbi was there that night, he told me uh, off camera, he came to me and said, Travis, they said they're going to come to you tonight. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And uh, he said, well, they said they're going to they're gonna come see you. I said, who's they? And the rabbi said, well, whoever it is that's here. I thought he was messing with me, right? Uh, well, that night, uh, I, I had a dream. Uh, I was in my trailer, that uh, my trailer doors were locked and everything, and I, I had a sort of a waking dream that the, uh, my, the trailer door uh, opened and my bedroom uh, door slid open and a native walked in to my bedroom, an old, a really old native, and he looked at me and he shook his head and he reached out and he touched me on the face right there. Well, and then he, then he shook his head and he walked away and I woke up startled. And I went to the bathroom, you know, splash water on my face, kind of get my bearings. And when I looked in the mirror, I was bleeding from that spot. And I had a, a, a sore appear there and stayed there for several days. And, and that, that was bizarre to me. I, I can't explain it. You know, you could probably explain away a bug bit me or something. I swatted myself, but it, it, did, it didn't look like that. It looked like, just like somebody really pressed me really hard right there. That is, my friends, some borderline, I don't even know if you want to call it borderline, stigmata type of shit right there. Spirit poking you, and then, and, and then you're bleeding from it? It's insane. And again, I, I'm, I'm certain that that was not in the show. I, that's something you would remember. Because when I came across this, I was like, oh my god. This is an automatic uh, clip, automatically makes the cut for the, for the show. But... I have to switch gears a little bit and talk about Travis Taylor in a more skeptical manner because there's no way to tap dance around the fact that it's become known that uh, Travis Taylor was actually the, uh, the lead researcher in uh, the Pentagon's recent uh, UFO study that they reported to Congress and it, like, it had nothing. And that was met with a lot of 
a lot of pushback, a lot of skepticism. People like uh, Seth Shostak, of course, from SETI, our old friend Seth, uh, very critical of the fact that uh, Travis Taylor because, uh, was involved with this, that he is, in fact, you know, rooted into NASA and the government, that he's not just some third party that was randomly brought in to examine Skinwalker Ranch, but that he actually has you know, experience in this. And so the show started in 2019. Now it's 2022. The uh, report came out, I believe, in 2021. So right in the middle of this, it's like you know, he's, he's now involved directly with government UFO studies, and he's also known to be a TV personality. Because again, this was not his first TV appearance ever on, you know, talking about aliens. I think he's even been on ancient aliens. So now uh, Brandon Fugel, the obviously the owner that we've talked about many times of Skinwalker Ranch, he does not seem concerned about this. He even tweeted um, just, this was just a couple of months ago. He tweeted out uh, a video of an interview with Travis Taylor talking about, you know, his roots with NASA and everything and, and said, uh, you know, this is why I chose him because of his great experience. And that's why I want him to be on my team at Skinwalker Ranch. Um, and that's what led him to be the chief scientist for the UAP task force, formerly created, uh, formerly created by, by Congress. And then there were people asking Brandon Fugel, well, where does this leave the show? Like, if this is a government guy at this point, is he now like not going to reveal shit because he's with the government and Brandon Fugel's like, nah, it's all good. Don't worry. Um, I don't think a season four has officially been announced yet, but <sighs> what this does, unfortunately for me, is it begins to create an atmosphere that allows for much more skepticism. Not so much for me, because again, like I watch the show, I see what they're seeing, you know, and it's like, you can talk, they can, there's plenty of stuff that I can watch on that show and someone say, oh, I don't, I don't feel good on anymore. I got to go in the silo. And, you know, maybe, or maybe not that, that that's true. Maybe they really did have some sort of sickness or maybe they're just playing it up for the camera. I don't know. That, that doesn't really matter. But there's, there's enough physical evidence, like the UFOs and everything that you can see, you know, a cow dying and then a, a, a veterinarian saying the, the cow died from stress. And then you see that the cow like had a fucking panic attack to death when a UFO was hovering over him. And, and, you, and they captured that on camera. So the, that stuff is real enough for me to say that there is something to this. But for skeptics, for others, and, and even for my own take on the show as a whole, there is room for doubt that becomes bigger and bigger when you start thinking about, okay, well, this guy actually is kind of already in bed with the government, and, and Robert Bigelow was in bed with the government, and then he sold it to this guy, and now there's like an official Skinwalker Ranch website where you can become a member. Like early on in the show, Brandon Fugel was saying, hey, I don't make any money from this. Like, you know, it's, it's, this is not a profit thing. This is for the people. And now they're doing live streams all the time and they got like special access membership. It, you know, it's just like, I, can, can we, can we just have a fucking honest UFO 
exploration experimentation show that doesn't isn't sullied by this kind of thing i I, probably not it because it's not gonna it doesn't even matter who you are if you are jeremy corbell there's people that say oh he's a he's a you know he's like a disinformation artist uh louis elizondo disinformation artist he's there to throw us off the the trail of weaponry you know it's it it, it, we have advanced weapons and, and these guys are planted there by the government so that we will uh think that they're ufos uh, Travis Taylor, oh, he's obviously he's just a glorified TV personality, and he's telling crazy stories, and now he's heading up a government uh, investigation, so it's a big fucking joke, and Skinwalker Ranch is nothing but a uh, a uh, rich man's funhouse, just uh, some sort of sick uh, haunted house, elaborate haunted house created by millionaires to exploit people for their money, but like, look, you know, Robert Bigelow, sold that place you heard his voice i played it like the 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 dude experienced some shit uh you know thomas winterton like that that kind of stuff is is clearly real now travis taylor has also by the way said that he's had uh, hitchhiker effects like he said that his car stops and starts sometimes on its own he said that he uh he was getting into his car once and like it, it started on its own and then he looked up in the sky and there was like all these weird clouds and like some sort of vortex or something. I know I keep using the word vortex, but uh, that's actually what he said. So I, I can't, I'm not going to speak for a scientist and, and change his words. That's what he said, a vortex of clouds. So some people will say, hey, you got this guy who talks about a vortex of clouds hanging out in front of his car that's uh, starting on its own, heading up your uh, UAP task force. That's great. Thanks. And the report didn't really conclude anything. But I think that that's an important point. The fact that, like, what the Pentagon has reported to Congress as of yet has been lackluster. It's been somewhat uh, thin. If this UFO nut, if this guy really is truly a UFO nut, and he's saying objectively and scientifically there's not a lot we can say, well, then that's the answer you want. If he, if he just wanted to push the idea of there being UFOs, then he'd put like his cloud vortex over his car thing in the report and stuff. And he could he'd put all the Skinwalker Ranch stuff in there, but it's like, they don't know what that is. So scientifically, the conclusion cannot be made. So he, he is doing his job. So I will say that in his defense, but I did want to put the other side of the story out there that he is, uh, you know, he's working for the government and he's doing the Skinwalker Ranch thing. Uh, whether how the two meet, is it uh, are the uh, the bonds of trust still in place that we can believe this dude? Or uh, are we being, you know, denied information? Are we be, are we being fed disinformation again? You know, are we just watching uh, a, a madman billionaire create a UFO funhouse for, for all to enjoy? I I don't think so, but you know, I, I as I always try to do on the show, I, I want you to know that there are other people that are calling bullshit on just about everything that ever gets said about aliens. Definitely Seth Shostak, always. I mean, he'll always be there for you to, you know, very reliably. I tried to get an interview with that guy uh, because I have a, a tenuous connection 
to him because he's from the Bay Area and I, I know people who know people, that kind of thing. Uh, couldn't get it. And, and I realized, well, like, what, what, would, what would that interview be? It would just be me like, hey, Seth, I'm going to read you a, a checklist of alien things and you can tell me that none of them are true. Meanwhile, you work at a place that is supposedly looking for aliens. So it's, look, if Showstack didn't find them, they don't exist. But it's interesting because I, I, I was Googling like Seth Shostak and uh, Travis Taylor, and I did actually find uh, an interview where, where they, they did it. They did it like a Zoom call together, and and, and it was uh, Travis Taylor was talking about the Skinwalker Ranch stuff to Seth Shostak, and and they seemed to have some sort of mutual respect for each other as scientists. So I, I don't I don't know. It gets really murky. You know, there's the other side of the story. We will see how it affects the Skinwalker Ranch show going forward. I certainly hope it doesn't affect it, or if it does, that it uh, only gives uh, Travis Taylor more resources to work with in in uh, trying to discover what is actually going on at Skinwalker Ranch. So one more clip to play for you. I'm going to play you... The owner, Brandon Fugel, talking to, uh, guess who? Yeah, George Knapp. Uh, because, you know, I did just introduce the idea that maybe he is just a, a master of illusion. I don't personally believe that. As I said at the beginning of the show, I'm going to assume the best intentions from Brandon Fugel. Real estate mogul, skinwalker ranch enthusiast and owner. And so we'll give him we'll give him basically the last word here because I'm gonna play again, like I said, George Knapp talking to him, uh, asking him basically about what I was just talking about. Are you an evil madman? Uh, a, you know, rich billionaire uh, tricking people out of their money and and filling their heads in my head with a bunch of fantastical UFO ideas and hope, uh, or are you you know just trying to find some goddamn answers to this crazy place in utah let's uh let's hear that yeah i've been around it a long time i've written about it and i i watch you on social media how you engage with the public and i'm amazed at your calm demeanor the patience that you have with people because as you know as you have learned uh you know once they see you on tv they figure they can just tee off on you or your your fellow cast members or the the crew in the in the show they they assume all kinds of motives, evil motives about what's going on. You must be in this for all the big fat TV money that's involved. And I, I kind of chuckle oh, yeah. at it thinking, I can't imagine that the TV production, if you make anything from it, would possibly cover the investment that you've made out there. No. If for one thing, I, I have yet to take a penny personally from this effort at all. And even if I were to, to end up taking some reimbursement in the future, it, it would be a drop in the bucket as compared to the, the expense associated with the ongoing investigation and the maintenance of the property and really keeping a, a team fully engaged. I think a lot of people don't realize that this, this effort involves, you know, around the clock uh, coverage and, and engagement. I mean, we have two full-time ranch caretakers. We have our you know, our own Candace Lindy, who's a published anthropologist who resides in Homestead One or the Ranch House, and uh, along with Tom Lewis. And then we have Eric Bard, who is ever vigilant. If he's not out at the ranch physically, 
you know, living there in the command center, he's, he's monitoring it um, nearly around the clock. And then we have Thomas Winterton and the security detail that rotate on a constant basis through the property, as well as our, our visiting professionals and consulting scientists, engineers, and physicists. I mean, even Travis Taylor, even Travis Taylor lived out on the property for four months solid. We had his, you know, we had a trailer uh, for his own use out there during, you know, his part of the investigation this past year that was filmed uh, for the series. And so we, we've had constant uh, watch and, and experiments that go on both before the cameras ever appeared on the ranch and after the, the crew left. And, uh, you know, it, it only gets more advanced by the month as we add additional components, instrumentation, and platforms to uh, strengthen what we're doing in order to better understand the phenomena at the ranch. So, so there it is. I don't know. I'm, gonna t- I'm just going to take his word for it. For now. For now. For now. And we, we will see where it goes from here. But I am very excited about the fact that... Uh, that the veil was lifted for me, that Skinwalker Ranch is no longer, uh, for me, akin to a yellowing library book from 1977 with one faded picture of a Yeti and is now a hotbed of UFO discussion that, that I can uh, continue to engage in, both controversial and mysterious and God knows what else. But uh, one last theory, because, you know, at the end of the day, the, the story is what the fuck is under the mountain. Uh, the other theory is that a meteor crashed into this area of Utah, creating this basin where the, the ranch is, and that all that's really underneath the rock is just a shit ton of, like, meteorite material that shifts, rumbles, as, as things do in the ground. Uh, you're certainly familiar with, uh, you know, fault lines and things like that. <laughs> so, you know, it, it could just be that it's highly radioactive, that it, you know, it comes from space. So it's, it's, it, it acts differently. These, these are not my theories. I'm not a scientist. I'm a moron. I, I, I'm, I just tell stories and try to have fun. That's it. But, you know, that's something else that's been talked about and that all of the, uh, the lights and the, the flying things in the sky, the, uh, you know, UFOs, and I mean literally unidentified flying objects, not necessarily spaceships, are, are just a byproduct of visual hallucinations or reflections of things, uh, you know, or space dust. I don't know. To me, it sounds as ridiculous as a fucking spaceship. It's it's all it's all ridiculous. It's all crazy. That's what I love about these UFO stories, is that it the best ones, both sides, are rather unbelievable. And uh, it's up to you to decide what you believe. I believe that I am very grateful that you listened to this. I I hope you have watched Skinwalker Ranch or will watch it, or maybe you're in the midst of watching it. Uh, Secrets of Skinwalker. Season 1's on Netflix. Season 2's on Hulu. Season 3, it's on Amazon Prime. That's on you if you want to get that. 
depending on what streaming services you have, depending on how much money you want to throw into this fucking thing, it's your money, it's your time. But if you have been enjoying the show or you're enthusiastic about Skinwalker Ranch, I I hope this show was enjoyable to you. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, the Halloween show, the Halloween episode for 2022 is coming up very soon. I just saw Halloween ends. I'm not going to tell you what I thought about it right now, but I will certainly tell you what I thought about it in the coming week because it's uh it's already we're already halfway through October. God, this October's flying. Okay. You know what? Thank you. Take care of yourselves and cue the hot chick. Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast.